Hello, I'm Mao, and this is CB Singles Club. CV Singles Club, where I am joined, as always, by Nick. Hello. By Will. Hi. And by Chris. Hello. Good evening, chaps. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a very long time. How are you all? Very well, thank you. It's been a very long time since our last Singles Club, um, at least a couple of months. We've all been on holiday, which has been nice. And Nick and I have both been quite ill with uh, the COVID-19. Careful kids, don't catch it. It's horrible. But we're back, we're fighting fit, ready to go with five new single releases that are up for discussion. And we're starting with Nick tonight. Nick, what you got for us? I've got this up-and-coming new artist called Dave Gahan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether any of you have ever come across him before. I've heard the name. I think he's pretty new on the scene. And he's been working on an album with a production team called Soul Savers. And this new album is a collection of reinterpretations of songs that Dave Gahan likes. This first one is a Cat Power cover and it's called Metal Heart. Metal Heart, you're not hiding. Metal Heart, you're not worth a thing. Metal Heart, you're not So that was Dave Gang and Soul Savers, Metal Heart. Nick, I have a suspicion you're not being entirely honest with us about Dave Gahan. I have heard of Dave Gahan before. I broke the rules. I fancied listening to this. I hadn't paid any attention to things that Dave Gahan has done, particularly recently. And this is the second album I think he's done with the Soul Savers. I am drawn to him because I watched a documentary about The Damned where Dave Gahan was on explaining that he had based his entire stage persona and performance on Dave Vanian from The Damned. And I'm a big fan of that. So uh, I was intrigued by this. And actually, I really like this as well, I must admit. I know the Cat Power song, and I quite like this cover. I don't know the original. It's uh, very different. It is a bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could explain off the top of my head, I don't think, how different. I haven't bothered to listen to that for a long time. Either. I'd imagine the singing's quite different. Uh, yes. Local, yeah. You would hope. Yeah, you would hope. Chris, what do you think? I really liked that. I dug that a lot. I'm not familiar with the Cat Power original. And I don't think I've heard Dave Garn sound like that before. I mean, his voice is tremendous in there. Mm. It's just got a wonderful build to it. And by the time the backing vocals kick in, it's just on another plane. And there's just, you know, it's just unleashed, isn't it? It's great. I think it's just full of energy. Go Dave. Hey. like it a lot. I'm intrigued by the album, actually. I think this is the first single from it, but he's covering Neil Young, Mick Harvey, Gene Clark, Bob Dylan, Mark Lanigan, amongst others. So there's lots of interesting artists and songs on there. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. Will. What's your view on this one? I feel like the bad guy in Strictly Come Dancing. In my defence, I didn't know who Dave Gahan was. It hasn't actually been mentioned that he is Depeche Mode's singer, just in case anyone doesn't know. Yes. Not knowing that he was the singer of Depeche Mode. My notes are a little in excess, a little Nick Cave-ish, 
but in a pound shop way. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He's got a great voice. He really has got a great voice. But I feel like he's taken a few bits and bobs from other singers that he didn't have in his repertoire back then. The song itself is brilliantly done, brilliantly recorded. Didn't like the guitar at the end. I thought it was muddy and messy and not very interesting. It's great, but I'm indifferent to it. Mm. I, maybe more than the rest of you then, are possibly a bit more familiar with later period Depeche Mode. And to me, this sounds like Depeche Mode doing a cover of Cat Power. Not that I know the original song. That's what Dave Gans sounds like. He's a great singer. I like this. I don't love it. It's got a good big sound, but I almost feel that the huge ensemble when the band get going is just a little bit quiet and tame in the mix. You know what I mean? It could be sort of mm. on your face a little bit more. And my biggest problem with it is the gospel choir. I think gospel choir should be like Hague level war crimes. <laughs> oh, I love a gospel choir. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand a gospel choir. Unless you're an actual gospel choir making records, I think that's all right. But if you're some sort of pop artist getting a gospel choir in, I don't like that. What's that great spiritualised album that has gospel choir back? Uh, ladies and gentlemen we're floating um, in space no is it that one certainly the song ladies and gentlemen we're floating in space has got a choir on it okay. i don't like any spiritualized albums but i do like spiritualized mm-hmm. wow laser guided melodies was great ladies and gentlemen there, there are there they are laser guided melodies is, is quite good yes and so is ladies and gentlemen we're floating in space but the one in between pure phase is dreadful and it's got yeah. loads of songs that i really like that were released on eps before it but they're all just really bad on that album it's a terrible album too much heroin, one suspects. Yes, he has done a lot of heroin, allegedly. No, not allegedly. He's quite open about it, I believe, yeah. Mm. Half his songs yeah, are about yeah. taking heroines. <laughs> Dave Garn has also um, struggled with uh, heroin abuse. Mm. A bit of a theme here. Dave Garn, what are we giving it? It's been a long time since we've given a thumbs up to anything. Big thumbs up from Nick. I'm giving it a, yeah, I'm giving it a half thumb. I like it, I don't love he's it. He's getting my thumb up. So a couple of thumbs up, um, a couple of halves. Two, three, yeah. Yeah. three thumbs think, yeah, I think that's a good start. Next up, Will, what you got for us? Well, I've got a song from a band called Black Country New Road that was disappointedly formed in London. The song is Chaos Space Marine. Let's have a listen. In time you will find These things take up space inside your mind Where you could be keeping the hottest thoughts of the sea Space Marine by Black Country New Road. Will, I believe you have actually stuck to the spirit of Singles Club and picked something that's a bit obscure that we don't know. Tell us about Black Country New Road. Thanks for saying that about me playing the game properly like a good Englishman. The fact of the matter is I was aware that they played at the Mercury Prize. Really? About a month ago. So I, I didn't actually chase them, but I was aware that there was this band and a friend of mine said you should listen to them. I think they're really interesting. And although, you know, you couldn't do a whole night of listening to them, there's enough there. They're almost like an old band where I suspect they've got an album that you could listen to, you know, at least half side of the album on a Sunday afternoon and be happy about (laughs) it. As I say, the only bad thing about it is they don't actually come from the black country. When I was looking through the new singles releases earlier, looking for time to pick, I thought about this, but I thought, black country, Will's going to pick that one, so I left it. (laughs) I was so right. (laughs) 
So they're not from the black country, see, they're from London. They're from London. Young Kids started in 2018. Did you like it? <laughs> Did I like it? Oh, yeah, definitely. I like okay. this one more than the other track that I'd listened from them. I did like it, definitely. Good. Nick, what did you think? I really like this. It reminded me of a sort of jazzier Divine Comedy. Mm-hmm. That's valid. I just thought it was great. I think they're quirkier than the Divine Comedy, not lyrically, but the orchestration and the instrumentation's pretty. There's a sort of real jazz thing going on there as well. But I, I just thought it was great. Absolutely loved it. Good, good, good. Chris? I have heard these a fair bit and this tune's all right. I find some of this stuff a bit too much hard work. They've got a couple of tracks that I really like and a lot of stuff is just instrumental jazz noodling, which just gets a bit tiresome. Mm. It was all right. It was just trying to do too much. I thought it was a bit too busy. Musically, I suppose I quite admired it, but I don't think I'd dance to it. It's not particularly danceable. I'll grant you that. Uh, I'm a big fan of the changing tempos, you know, from my love of the cardiacs and other such things. It's interesting you mentioned the cardiacs because I was thinking well, about I, that. I, I was going to mention the cardiacs because I think they're, yeah. a, they're a clear and obvious influence on Yeah, this. although I felt this was warmer than the cardiacs. It's not as odd as cardiacs. Cardiacs are certainly spikier. I just had a quick scroll down through some of the comments on the YouTube video and it is just full of people saying, oh, they sound like this band, sound like this band. And what's wrong with that? Because a lot of the ones they mention are bands that I thought Oh, it sounds a bit like like Arcade Fire. There's a bit of Bowie in there, I think. Cardiacs were the band that really came to mind, especially when it does that change at mm. the end. Yeah. There's such an obvious influence on this, I think. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really good, actually. It reminded me of... Any you guys know Simon Warner? Had one album out in 1997 called Waiting Rooms. Very like that. No, I didn't think you would. That's getting into obscure. But I like Waiting Rooms. It's a good album. The time signatures and, you know, different lengths of bars and stuff like that, I, I, that's always interesting for me. I didn't really feel it was that jazzy, although it doesn't shock me to hear that they're a bit jazzy and noodly. I'm surprised to hear that they're very young, if they are very young, because they didn't sound, it sounds it's quite a mature sound they've got. But yeah, it's pretty good. I, I'd, I'd certainly check out more stuff by them. Are they a bit of a six music band? I'm the only one who's completely unaware of them. <laughs> yeah, they are a bit of a six music band, yeah, for sure. Oh, there you yeah. go. There's me <laughs> saying, utterly obscure, and actually it's just that I know nothing. But I know what I like. And I like this. <laughs> so, thumbs then. I'm giving this a thumbs up. Thumbs across. Three and a half. Yeah, done all right. Right, moving on. Chris, what you got for us? I've kept the spirit of the game. Good man. Chosen a band that I've never heard of, playing a song I've never heard of. Land of Talk with their tune called Moment Feed. As I say, never heard of them. Canadian band from Montreal. Been going since 2006. Fronted by a guitarist singer called Elizabeth Powell, who previously was a solo artist and then formed Land of Talk with a few others. They're on about their fifth album and about their half a dozenth EP and about a dozen odd singles. I quite liked it. I liked that sort of dreamy quality to it. Catchy beat going along. I wasn't quite sure when it breaks down into the bit without any rhythm, which potentially was the chorus, although it seemed the least catchy bit of it. And very brave to go with the I'm walking on sunshine lyric <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> and try and claim that as your own. It's quite straightforward, but it had a certain charm to it. Quite liked her voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. It almost had an awesome start. 
and it almost had a decent lyric and it almost stopped me from thinking it's PJ Harvey in drag. Hang on, wouldn't PJ Harvey in drag be a man? Yeah, well, I was just trying to make it a bit more difficult for you to understand what the hell I'm talking about. Okay, I think it's flat. That's the problem, and it needs a producer of talent to take it and get it loud where it should be loud and quieter when it should be quieter. And if you listen to that start, which is almost an awesome start, it's just the same level, and it should build up, surely, maybe. Nick? I really like this. I liked the lo-fi nature of it. I thought it was a great bass line, loved the drums on it, liked her voice. I think that's possibly my favourite of the week. It's just right up my strata. All the things you said about it there, I agree with. The bass is brilliant on it, really good sound. The rhythm section really driving it along really well. That's a good, that's kind of sinister air about it almost, mm. I really quite like And Big fan of her singing voice as well. It's funny you say they started in 2006 because uh, it made me think of music that I was listening to back then, things like Early Mart and Blackheart Procession and American Analog Set and stuff like that. Quite obscure, lo-fi, indie yeah. pop. Then I thought, you know, this also sounds like Zuropa or pop era U2. <laughs> I think it's a very good song. Pity Will didn't like it, really. It's quite no. lo-fi. I mean, it, it could be tidied up quite a lot, but I, I don't think that would improve it personally. It's but charming it. Yeah, it's, it's but... totally a matter of taste. Mm. I noticed in the video that they were Canadian, which I thought was quite nice. There's quite a lot of Quebec bands, and I, I seem to like them all. Men Without Hats. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Martha and the Muffins. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> Arcade Fire Yeah, fair enough There's others that I can't remember I know some Quebec bands Before we move on, thumbs up or no? I'm giving it a thumbs up oh, It looks like we got another three and a half. Yeah. It's not quite flat, but it's not quite up Oh, collectively, Ooh. that's the pick of the week so far mm-hmm. Well done, Land of Talk The only band we've never you? heard of this week <laughs> well, I don't know what that's telling us I've been bad as well, like Nick I was very surprised the other week to hear that the Boo Radleys had released a new EP. It was particularly surprising because they've got back together without Martin Carr, their principal, possibly only songwriter from back in the 90s when they were a band. And I didn't listen to the first EP, but they've got a brand new single out, which is called I've Had Enough, I'm Out. Let's listen to it and have a wee chat about it. enough I'm out the Boo Radleys now the Boo Radleys were around in the 90s originally a very ramshackle shoegazing band before getting their act together and making with their third album one of my favourite albums of all time I think one of the the greatest guitar albums ever made Giant Steps they followed that up I'm sure a song that everyone remember Wake Up Boo which was a massive hit and which was the beginning of the end for them because everyone decided that they loved it and then hated it a massive commercial success turned into gigantic commercial failure and they split up 20 years ago more than that now and it's really quite surprising that they have reappeared 
when the first EP came out the other week, I wasn't, I don't know, I, I didn't listen to it. You should never go back, right? Because I just assumed that these guys 20 years older, it's going to be terrible. And this wasn't, I actually really liked this. Very Boo Radley's for one thing. It, it sounded very much like the sort of thing they would have recorded in a later period. It's just a nice, sad, melancholic song. Catchy pop, nice singing, lovely guitars. Not the greatest, but, you know, a pleasant surprise. Nick, what did you think of it? Didn't really like it. You didn't like it. <laughs> I, I'm just a bit meh. I've never been a big Boo Radley's fan back in the day. I wasn't particularly interested. I've listened to this a few times. It slightly improved on that listen, actually, I think, with decent headphones on, but not enough to really thrill me, I have to say. just found it a bit boring. Ooh. Chris, I imagine you maybe did like the Boo Radleys back in the day. The only Boo Radleys song I know is Wake Up Boo. Honestly? You don't know Giant Steps? Never got into the Boo Radleys. Quite liked Wake Up Boo. I never really turned against it. But again, I was never really that into it to think, oh, it's great. Oh, no, it's I, not. It, it's not one of my favourite songs by them, but I don't understand why everyone hates it now. It's, it's a nice sort of Motown pastiche. Quite often stick it on my son's Alexa to wake him up in the morning. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm with Nick on this one. I just found it a bit whiny. His voice was a little bit reedy and whiny. And I don't know. I, I was only the second time I listened to it. I just kind of got the tone of it the first time watching it with the lyric video it's like getting hit over the head with the bible isn't it it's just, well the song it's, is it's, apparently about um sort of renunciation of his catholic faith yes losing his religion which is fair enough but it's done in a fairly heavy-handed way isn't it didn't dig it i'm afraid didn't dig it didn't even particularly like it well i really liked the chorus i thought the chorus was brilliantly done the verses were lower key but i, I wasn't against them as it were the thing I have a problem with it is the bass line and the drum line of a sort of um, pastiche of Damla Motown song. And it didn't fit the subject of the song, I didn't think. It seemed to be almost a happy drums, bass and guitars and vocal, but the song itself was not happy. I would say it was melancholic, yeah. I would say also it was more homage than pastiche. <laughs> Um, I'll grant you that <laughs> I'm not shocked that you guys are not liking it but uh, I am kind of shocked that Chris you don't know Giant Steps I think that's an album you'd like you, honestly I mean you only well, know song yeah. Jesus Lazarus is, is an astonishingly good song I mean that that Lazarus EP was when I first knew them and it's amazing um, uh -huh. it like, changed everything for me in a way it was just one of those key records in my life when I heard it it was like Christ Almighty, this is just unbelievable. Where can I get more of this? And uh, I was sold on them for some years. I'll go and track them down. I mean, yeah, as I say, wake, wake Up Booze, the only one I know. When did that come out? I don't know what wake else. Wake Up Booze was about 95. It was like 95. The, it was right at the beginning of the big Britpop thing. And they, yeah, so we that's are. part of the thing of people turning against it. Is I think they got tainted with the whole Britpop thing because they had a hit single uh -huh. right as the likes of Blur and Oasis. And, uh, yeah, that's Pop Britpop year, isn't it? Through, yeah. Just one that passed me by. You can't listen to everything. You can cannot you? listen to everything. They just slipped under my radar. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm going to give that a... Mid middle, middle, middle. One of those, I'm afraid. Middling. Yeah. Middling. Well, I think, I'm going to give Middling. it a thumbs up. I don't love it, but I think it's pretty good. It's certainly good enough for me to be interested in what else makes it on to their album which isn't out until March next year which seems insane to me anyway moving on 
There was no great Taylor Swift corner records this week. Yeah, there was Dua Lipa doing some karaoke over at Elton John, but I mean, who wants to listen to that, right? Not me. But apart from that, there was nothing. So we've gone with a band who are very much right for our age group, which is um, another band who have suddenly reappeared out of nowhere, much like the Boo Radleys recently, which is Tears for Fears. And they have a new single called The Tipping Point. your view on the return of Tears for Fears? <laughs> I quite like this, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I really liked the sort of intro, and then suddenly it burst into a completely recognisable Tears for Fears sound, which by the time I got through that intro bit, not what I was expecting. I was watching the YouTube video there, and suddenly you had Richard Attenborough and Jasper Carrot dancing <laughs> around him. <laughs> and, it's like, oh, uh, oh, they're still alive. Um, I think I quite like this. It was very recognisably Tears of Fear. It's like 20 years or however long it had been. Getting the rest. the rest. Well, no, I think that, yeah, I suppose technically, I think their last album was 2004 or something. Was that right? Yes, 2004. But I mean, really, the, the last big album was Seeds of yeah. Love, and that was 1989. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, 30 years even. And I did like that album. So, I quite enjoyed this in a bit. Good, Chris. What do you think? It was nice to see them again. <laughs> I was a I was a big, big Tears of Fears fan in my younger teenage years. I said there was something faintly ridiculous about it. <laughs> They're still taking themselves very seriously, I think, aren't they? Which is not necessarily endearing in a couple of old men. No. Um, I would have thought they would have thrown off their slightly pompous shackles by now. And it's catchy enough, but I couldn't help wondering why. Why? Why were they doing that? Because um, they want to. Kurt, isn't it? Kurt, Kurt and Roland. Kurt and Roland. Yeah. I don't think it brings anything new to my musical catalogue. I didn't really get that. The the first minute of it is this slightly ambient instrumental thing. Which I quite like. I didn't really see the point of that. But well, it was all right. But then why? Because then it does just take you back 35 years Hmm. with then an instantly recognisable Tears of Fizzy riff. I like how that intro part ties in with the video when you just get the vase and then the, the table sliding yeah, the everyone beneath was, it until it hits yeah. its tipping point and then the song starts mm, in earnest. Yeah. I think that is actually quite good, the way that worked. Yep, earnest is another word that comes to mind as well. Mm. Well, because Tears for Fears have been an amazingly brilliant band of doing stuff that is recognisable, that you like, you dig, you get into it, because of that, The youth have raided the homestead. They've taken your kung fu. I think you might as well go back to the mountains because it's all over, son. The youth have got your sound and in some cases they're doing better stuff with it. Ooh. Well, you know, I thought this was all right. I quite liked it. (laughs) Who cares if other people are doing stuff that sounds like Tears for Fears? Do you know what, though? I I feel like we've come full circle tonight because more than Tears for Fears, I think this sounds like Depeche Mode. And (laughs) if you stuck Dave Gann and Martin Gore on this singing instead, it would sound exactly the same. (laughs) But I, I liked it. 
it's not it's not up there with Mad World or Shout or anything like that. Not but, close. But you know, they, those are exceptional songs. And Mad World was like nothing you'd ever heard before when it came out. You know, they were at the forefront of grasping the new electronic way of making music and and making pop oh, music with absolutely. it. You know, actually stuff that would be popular with the masses. And they were one of a handful of bands who really sort of popularized that. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. And yeah, they're quite old men now but if they want to make more records and people want to buy them then go for it as far as I'm concerned I'm just reading actually apparently they've experienced tipping in recent year but Roland Orzabal's wife died in 2017 oh that's sad to hear yeah after after an illness and uh, so this had been something that had provoked them into recording again or writing this new album it's just sad to hear to be honest Absolutely, yeah. It is sad. But you know, again, I, I I like all the songs this week, which is quite rare. It's been a good comeback, hasn't it? There's been a good range of stuff. Absolutely, it's yeah. It's like we, none of it's bad. We, we've been away almost as long as Tears for Fears, and we've come back with a good one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thumb thinking for that? I'm giving it a thumbs up. For the 45 degree thumb. Going upwards, I'm not right, quite fully, yeah. fully going up. So we're, we're pitching just over three there. There are five songs here that I would say to anyone go and have a listen, because they're not bad. Genuinely good week. On that note, what's our favourite of the week? Will, what's your pick of the week? I think Black Country New Road. Mm-hmm. Nick, what's your pick? My favourite is Land of Top Moment Feed. Mm-hmm. Baseline and the drums just stole it for me. And Canadianness. Well, yes. Yeah. Chris? I'm going to go for Dave Garner, actually. Oh. Almost Land of Talk, but I think Dave Garner just liked that big crescendo noise that he was making. Did it for me. I like Dave Garner singing. I'm going with Land of Talk as well. It's funny that the <laughs> genuinely obscure band, but uh, also, you know, band with a lot of experience behind them. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought it was really Absolutely. good. But any one of these songs, if they come up in a different week, uh, I might have chosen as my favourite. I think they're all very good. So been a good week. It has been a good week. Yep. Hats off to Dave Gann, Soul Savers to Black Country New Road, Land of Talk, Boo Radleys and Tears for Fears. Bunch of old men like us. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to CB Singles Club. It's lovely to be back. It's lovely to see the three of you. hope listeners have enjoyed it as much as we have. There will, as always, be a wee playlist with all the songs that we've covered this week, if you want to give them all a listen, and we'll chuck a few more tunes that have come up in the conversation or that we're reminded of onto that playlist. If you've enjoyed us, tell your friends, subscribe, listen again, get in touch, say hi. We'll be back soon, hopefully, with our coverage of Slint's album Spiderlands, which has been in the can for quite some time now. Until then, it's goodbye from Nick. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Chris. Bye-bye. It's goodbye from Will. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Bye. Bye.